The Israel Report with Rolin Marks. Well, certainly not a good time at all with all the violence and clashes going on in that part of the world. Uh, joining us now on the line, Rolin Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Rolin, well, at least I hope we had a great weekend, but welcome to the show. Great to be talking to you. What weekend? <laughs> yeah, indeed. A very, very busy weekend, and not in, and not the good kind of busy. Well, certainly a weekend of terror, uh, Rolene, please. Uh, I'm handing it over to you. Uh, what, what was the weekend really all about now? You can just give us a rundown since Friday. Well, let's unpack it because last yeah. Thursday we spoke about the IDF uh, counter-terror incursions into Jenin. Now, Jenin in the West Bank is a hotbed of terror activity and uh, I'm receiving very, very, very good intel from the Shabak. This is the internal security services. The IDF uh, went into Jenin to prevent a cell from committing a massive terror attack. Now, I know many of you are watching the the latest season of Fowder. Janine is heavily shown in, in Fowder, and, and for a good reason, because this is where a lot of the, the terror attacks launched on Israelis are planned and carried out. We've been speaking about the... Uh, the shooting that saw uh, Shirin Abu Akhle killed during another counter-terror incursion. Uh, and these kind of activities by the IDF are, are quite often and ongoing. Now, claiming a response to the, the um, counter-terror incursion, which saw non-Palestinians killed, eight of them were members of Palestinian Islamic Jihad. That is confirmed. A lone terrorist gunman coming from Shuafat, this is inside of Israel, opened fire on Israeli citizens in the suburb of Neve Yaakov. This was in Jerusalem in the capital on Friday night, just as some of them were exiting a synagogue, a, a Beit Knesset, and seven people were killed and at least three others injured. Cut to Saturday morning, a father and son were shot by a 13-year-old terrorist uh, wow. just outside the city of David. I just want everybody wow. to internalize that for a minute. Mm-hmm. 13 years old, armed and, and ready to, to take lives. That gives you an indication of the type of incitement and education that children are receiving inside of the uh, Palestinian Authority. This is not just something abstract that we talk about in, in certain circles. This is a reality and we are seeing it playing out as we did on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the father and son were in critical condition. They are believed to be in stable condition. This terrorist was neutralized, not killed by an armed uh, civilian. Saturday night, two Palestinian terrorists attempted to open fire uh, in a busy restaurant. This is at the Almog Junction, and the gun jammed, and uh, they got away. We haven't heard updates if they have or have not been arrested. And early hours of Sunday morning, an infiltration into the Yishuv of Kedumin, and the terrorist was uh, killed. But a very, very difficult weekend for Israelis. Now, there has been widespread condemnation all around the world, including a unanimous 
a vote of condemnation by the United Nations Security Council, and we've heard from the Global Council of Imams also condemning this. Uh, but I just want to, to raise a, a, an issue because I know that the mainstream media is trying to draw a, a, a moral equivalent saying, yes, but you know, Israelis went into uh, Jenin and killed Palestinians. Israelis did not go into Jenin and kill Palestinians. This was a counter-terror operation which killed eight members of a Palestinian terrorist cell planning an attack. There is a vast difference between that and a terrorist looking to kill Israelis. But I just want to wish you, uh, wish you read you the statement of condemnation from the Global Council of Imams. Uh, this, they say that they condemn in the strongest possible terms the Palestinian terrorist attack that claimed the lives of at least seven Jewish people outside a synagogue in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. This heinous Islamist terrorist attack occurred on Shabbat and on the International Holocaust Remembrance Day, targeting our innocent Jewish brethren, including their children. Furthermore, we condemn the celebrations that took place throughout the Holy Land and beyond. This council considers the perpetrator of this crime a terrorist and not a martyr. We stand in solidarity with our Jewish brothers and sisters and continue to pray for the victims of this terrorist attack and their families. This is the Global Council of Imams. Well, that's encouraging. Uh, at least there's, some, there's a show of solidarity there indeed, Rolene. Well, how, how does it look right now? Uh, the, the atmosphere in terms of uh, well, well tensions. How how is it? How is it now compared to the weekend? From what you see on the ground. Well, it's very very tense at the moment. We are in a state of high alert. There have been extra battalions of uh, border guards called up into Jerusalem. Uh, I know in Modi, in the city where I live, our mayor ordered uh, extra patrols of security. And the situation is tense. There have been at least 50 arrests of uh, Palestinians who have been tied to these attacks in some way and the homes of both terrorist perpetrators have been sealed off for demolition. Uh, There are a a lot of discussions in the Knesset about rescinding the citizenship and the residency of the terrorists and their families because we know that they are going to receive a um, a stipend from the Palestinian Mm -hmm. Authority from the money that they receive uh, as part of massive aid packages. Uh, So this is the situation at the moment, very, very tense. We can only hope, uh, Rolene, that, you know, reason will prevail and all this will, you know, like, uh, well, it will resolve itself. That's all we can hope for uh, right now. Let's just see how this transpires between now and tomorrow in our next chat. Let's look at the protests which are continuing. Tel Aviv High School students were striking for an hour. Concern about our future was the theme. What was all this about? Well, uh, as we've been discussing in, in quite a lot of depth over the last couple of weeks, there right. have been these ongoing protests mm-hmm. every Saturday night. This past Saturday night, despite the terror attacks, was no different. Uh, slightly smaller in, in number. I think people just very, very nervous of mm-hmm. uh, uh, gathering 
in, in massive crowds. However, 50,000 people is nothing to sneeze at. But a, a minute's silence and, and no music at this particular protest. But these protests are, are ongoing, spreading throughout cities across the, the country. But yesterday, uh, students at a high school said that they are very, very concerned about their, their future. Uh, and as such, they went on strike for an hour, fully supported by their, their teachers and, and the authority. This is their right to express their, their concerns. And these protests are growing. We are hearing now more and more and more from the financial sector. And uh, the plans to overhaul the Supreme Court, should they go through, are creating havoc on share prices mm-hmm. uh, uh, and the... Um, Economy with companies, Israeli companies opting to, to bail out of the country rather than, uh, see Israel as a democracy flail. We've heard from former attorney generals and Supreme Court justices who, who say that this, uh, these planned overhauls could spell the death knell of democracy in Israel. And that's crazy. I wish we could unpack this issue a bit more because uh, recently I've been doing some some work on my podcast regarding you know diaspora students who want to come and study in Israel and whatever. How that will impact on that, one only can can guess uh, and uh, you know like speculate. But okay, well, we'll that's for another discussion, another day. Uh, we don't have much time, Raleen. Let's look at the United Arab Emirates holding ceremonies for international. Holocaust Memorial Day. Well, talk about encouraging. This was extremely, extremely moving to see, you know, uh, watching world leaders uh, around the world. And um, I didn't see as many leaders overtly marking Holocaust Memorial Day. Maybe other people saw something different. I did see Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Uh, I, I did see the first gentleman of the United States, Doug Emhoff, at, at Auschwitz and talking about uh, his experiences there. I did see their majesties, uh, King Charles uh, and uh, the Queen Consort Camilla, not only hosting survivors, but lighting candles along with the Prince and Princess of Wales. I didn't see anything coming from the South African government, uh, unless somebody wants to correct me. Uh, Emmanuel Macron, the French president, um, and various embassies around the world, but particularly moving was the United Arab Emirates, not just adopting Holocaust education as part of their high school curriculum, but making a point across the country of hosting Holocaust remembrance ceremonies. And very, very moving to see the Israeli national anthem, Hatikva, sang at uh, one of these ceremonies because this is actually not an Israeli uh, day of commemoration at all. This, uh, we will have Yom HaShoah, our uh, National Holocaust Memorial Day, around about April, May, to coincide with the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. This one coincides with the... Um, uh, the liberation of Auschwitz, Russia as well commemorating Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, he himself Jewish, uh, commemorating this, but, uh, uh, really, really heartening to see it coming from within the Arab world. Roline, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, it is, it, 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 it is indeed. And let's see now how, how far it can spread. Like you've said before, uh, looking, uh, we're very passionate about the Abraham Accords. Perhaps, uh, other signatories will take on this example and also, um, well, honor and, and, uh, shall we say recognize, uh, International Holocaust Memorial Day. Well, what, what it means. And of course, the international, uh, the Holocaust, uh, recognition, adopt the, adopt, uh, adopt the recognition of the International Holocaust, uh, theme. But, uh, that's for another discussion again. We have uh, run out of time right now. Rolene, thank you so much again, and take care for, for joining us this afternoon, considering what's happening right now in the Holy Land. Our correspondent from Israel, Rolene Marks, giving us an update as to what is happening in that part of the Middle East.